0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select debate and as ever, I'm joined by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg?
1: Yeah, good. Thank you. Very well.
0: Good, and we're delighted to welcome back to the podcast David Weatherstone. Long time no speak, David. How's things? I'm um, well. Thanks.
2: Drafted in. Drafted in for the Scottish pod. I'm ready. What
0: drafted in from the cold because I was going to ask you how the, how the Norwegian winters bearing up for
2: you. It's, it's starting to starting to warm up a little bit and um, we've got some positive numbers coming um, this week so. Minus 10. Uh,
1: no it's been
2: it's been pretty grim all year um, but yeah we've got a lot we had a lot of snow at the weekend I've been out in my skis and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a bit milder in the foreseeable future so it's looking good.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, we've got our own kind of little WhatsApp group, and last week yourself and Greg were trying to outweather each other. <laughs> I think <laughs> some of the temperatures here were getting pretty close to the ones in Norway last week. I think.
2: Aye, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I think it's just the wind in Scotland as well. It just hits you harder than it does here. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a cold winter all I around. I think I
1: said to David there was about what four inches of snow. And I think I said to David, that's a proper snowstorm, that, David. Yeah,
2: Uh, we got about, I don't know, we must have got about a foot on Saturday. It was mental.
0: Nice, my kids would love that. Uh, So uh, we obviously, regular listeners, will know you from our specific Norway podcasts. Totally understandable that there's no football in Norway over the winter. Um, (laughs) It's not that far away, though, is it? The friendlies have already started to... It, it yeah, so actually and...
2: going to be this weekend is going to be the first sort of official friendlies. Um, it would have been earlier, but just with COVID and stuff, it's, it's been a bit delayed. So um, Molde having, Molde having uh, qualified for the Europa League, which we will get onto to today, um, they were granted the opportunity to play a couple of friendlies beforehand, which they've, they've done. But yeah, the rest of the game's... Um, the rest of the league back in friendlies this weekend and the league starting up in, it uh, must be about six weeks, so yeah So, so the, countdown, the, the
0: countdown begins, is there any news worthy activity uh, in the Norwegian football or is that is the season not really st- not, started
2: as such sure a few. There's been a few transfers um, a lot of decent players leaving has been the main uh, story um, but yeah leaving, league, sorry, leaving. yeah, leaving the league, sorry, or yeah, leaving the league. Um, a couple of good, couple of good young players have left, and obviously, Gleam to have lost uh, Zinchenago, so we'll see how um what else happens in the next few weeks. But yeah, it's going to be through? going to be a fair bit of movement. He went to Watford uh, we at the start that. of the window, right. so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. There's, there's going to be a fair bit of movement, I think, in the next uh, few weeks.
0: I know Greg's particularly excited about the return in Norway and also Belarus. Greg, with our I don't know if it was a first friendly, but we had a slotch v. Who are they playing today?
1: Belarusina. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do we know how that one went?
1: I'll find out. I'll
0: find yeah. out. <laughs> so the countdown's definitely on. They were obviously two leagues that served us very well uh, kind of this time last year, I suppose, when a lot of things were shut down. Um, but you mentioned Mulder, David, and they're in uh, Europa League action tomorrow. They're playing Hoffenheim. The game's actually been moved to Spain due to travel yeah. restrictions. Um, do you give them any chance against the Germans?
2: It's going to be really, really difficult, um, I think. I mean, obviously, it was going to be hard anyway with... Um, playing a team in the Bundesliga but with having not played for two months or maybe sort of six seven weeks um, competitively and also having to play the home game in Villarreal yeah. it makes it just even more difficult um, so yeah they played a couple of friendlies they played a, a friendly against Brand, um a couple of weeks ago and also a team called Brat- Bratvog who I think are third tier, maybe fourth tier. Um so uh, it's gonna be tough for them, I think. Mm. They've um they've kept the majority of their squads if uh, they've they, Lucky James has left uh, so he's a main striker he's left yeah. and gone to um he's moved to Saudi Arabia rather controversially. Um but they have signed the replacements um It'll be interesting to see if they sort of, st- if they probably, I'd imagine, stick with the boys that, that got them there. So, all my mm-hmm. Wanfo would, I'd imagine, start up front. Um, but yeah, this is going to be tough. Hoffenheim, mid table in the Bundesliga, but obviously. Um, match fit. Match fit, and yeah, they, they would be big favourites anyway, I think.
0: Especially when, as you say, Mode have lost any kind of home advantage that they might have had.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um...
2: AstroTurf at home. If, if they played at home and on the AstroTurf, yeah. it would have been a different I think a different game, but yeah, it's gonna be really tough for them. Okay, so in terms of
1: why they're playing this game in Spain?
2: It's not it's Norway, Norwegian government. Um they, they're not allowing travel into the country um, without what? quarantine, so it's Norwegian government.
1: Is that the only country they could play in then Spain? Because it means that they're both have to travel then um, to get to Spain. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure why I'm not sure why they picked Spain. Um, it it doesn't mean that Mauda don't have to quarantine. They will when they come home. I'm not really sure of their situation. Um, they'll probably uh, they might stay out there and train. I'm not really sure. They probably stay out there and then go to Germany or something. Mm. I don't think they'll go in and come home in between. Mm. Um, it's good. I, I really, yeah, it's completely the Norwegian government's decision that they weren't playing in Norway. So. Um, I'm not really sure why they chose Spain.
0: Yeah, it seems to be quite a few games affected by the travel restrictions um, Thursday night as well. So, yeah, I mean it's obviously to the detriment of Molda's chances. I would imagine of, of qualifying through uh, the two legs, but it gives them a nice wee break in Spain. And as you say, they might use that as part <laughs> of their training camp. So, yeah, um, uh, from a from a betting point of view, then you're not given Molda much hope. You actually think there might be some value in Hoffenheim here.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, two two things I'm looking at, and it's first is Hoffenheim to win. Um, the, the, the price is really short though; it was one point four four, which is which is too short to back. But if you back it with over two point five goals, um, <clears throat> it takes it over evens. Uh, I think it was eleven.
0: Is eleven to ten? Right? About yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so. Moldy last year and I'd imagine with the same personnel and the same manager they'll continue doing doing the same thing again. They they play attacking football, they don't try and sit in, they'll try and they'll try and have possession of the ball. Um, they're not gonna be scared to take the game to Offenheim, I don't think. And if you look at this sort of stats from last year, they, sc- they scored in the league. This is they scored seventy two goals in thirty games. Sorry, seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah. I'm just
0: games. I'm just looking at that, and I mean, I think everything was overshadowed by Climp last yeah. season. I mean, that seventy seven yeah. is still still a phenomenal mm. scoring They'd tally. St- you know, thirty
2: six against as well, yeah. though, which yeah. shows the, the kind of the working season goals.
0: Yeah.
2: Which was the main issue, but um, I just think I think they've got a great good chance of scoring, but I think um. Hoffenheim will have too much for them. Hoffenheim themselves, they've uh, over 75% of their games this year. I've had over two and a half goals. Um, the last five in a row uh, in the league, I've gone for three or more. Um, they drew at Dortmund 2-2 at the weekend, which is a pretty good result for them. Um, they are mid-table, as I say. I think they're about 12th, or yeah, they're 12th. So it's not not been a great season, but um, yeah, fresh, so um, they they're, they're playing competitive games and they're, they're just going to be much sharper than Mould at this stage, and I just can't see Mould keeping with them for 90 minutes.
0: Yeah, and they qualified well from their group. They finished with 16 points out of yeah. 18. Um, yeah. When uh, you said it was the most challenging group, but considering, you know, if you try to draw parallels with where they are in the leagues, are a mid-table Bundesliga side, but certainly showed up well enough in the, the group stages yeah. of the competition. So, yeah, it looks like a tough one for Molde. So, from your point of view, the bet there is Hoffenheim to win an over two and a half match goals at to ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, doke. Greg, we are going to have a look at Scotland this weekend, but um, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find some winners there at the moment. Um, it's been a tough couple of weeks, certainly since
1: the, the lockdown and the shutdown of the, the lower leagues in Scotland. Yeah, it's really spoiling um, our kind of week, I suppose. Um, midweek, we're doing really well actually in terms of finding winners during the midweek cards. But come the weekend in Scotland, I would say, yeah, over the last four weeks, it's been really difficult. Um, we keep on saying every week that the NAP in Scotland obviously is our main bet of the week. Yeah. Even that struggled over the last three or four weeks. Uh, last weekend was no different with Aberdeen failing to score and win against um, St Mirren. Mm-hmm. So looking through the games this weekend, it's even harder this weekend, to be fair, looking through the games. And it's not a cop-out, because if there's something that we fancy, or I fancy, we'll put it up. But having looked through the games, and we'll probably just go into each game in a minute anyway, really difficult to, one, find any value, but secondly, have any faith in the, the markets that are there, because the games yeah. are just so tight.
0: Yeah, and even you know the games like so- Rangers are a really short price. At Homemton, the at Celtic, really short at Ross County, almost too short to get involved in some of the games as well. Whereas, as you say, other games just look look tight and really hard to find angles on. Um, Not trying to make excuses, so we'll have a look at some of the games, talk through some of the stats, maybe have a look at potential betting angles on them. But, um, yeah, really difficult to commit to any of these in any big way in terms of singling anything out for an
1: app. Yeah, Um, and I guess as well, it's probably worth pointing out had League 1 and League 2 been on, we would 100% that would be yeah, our focus. So yeah. we're, we're essentially, what, 20 teams short, two leagues short of what we'd like to be looking at at this time of the season.
0: So, with that in mind, we'll have a look at the games. We're also, after we've look at Scotland, we're going to dip into England. You also want to talk about a game in Italy on Sunday as well. So we are casting our net far and wide to try and find some bets for the weekend even if they're not going to be in Scotland this time round um, so the first game we're going to have a look at is Aberdeen v Komalik it doesn't look like it's going to be one for the purists <laughs> um, both teams just can't find a win I think Komalik are now seven straight defeats Aberdeen have just gone six games without a goal which uh, I've seen McBookie tweeting that um, that's the longest run for any team in Europe this season um, and if Aberdeen fail to score on Saturday they will hold the record for themselves, as the longest run without a goal in Europe, uh, which actually is can. which is no mean feat.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, actually, can't stop laughing. Actually, at this game, um, Aberdeen are seven to ten. You'd have to be a madman to back them at that price, anyway. Um, yeah. Well, Rardi, at least last weekend the Ravens. Yeah. But this weekend's six games without a goal. Seven to ten. The political manic side who. Performed actually okay at Ibrox last week. I think Tommy Wright will probably be encouraged after being defeated by Motherwell. He's probably quite encouraged they've gone to Ibrox and held their own. Mm-hmm. Very much one way traffic, but a one nil defeat at Ibrox is definitely no shame in that at all. Um, but the record against Aberdeen, is something that I've pointed out a number of times this season and over the years, is chronic. It is so bad. Something like 1-1 30 or something like that It's just crazy yeah, how, I suppose
0: if, if you're Derek McInnes And you're in this kind of run And you're asked what team would you like to play next to get out of the run It's going to be Kilmarnock
1: Absolutely yeah um, Before that it would have been St Mirren <laughs> <laughs> Last week But absolutely yeah A home game against Kilmarnock. um Derek McInnes pretty much owns Kilmarnock In terms of points against him It's quite incredible the run they are on against Kilmarnock. but new manager in charge. Um, I would expect this to be a low-scoring affair, and possibly Aberdeen to nick it one 0 But for me, it's a it's a match to leave well alone.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, although Kilmarnock, sorry Aberdeen's scoring record is abysmal. Kilmarnock's isn't much better, and if it wasn't no, for I
2: was just thinking
0: that. <laughs> if it wasn't for your boy Saint Johnson that would be. Seven games that they've failed to score. They've actually failed to score in six of their last seven. Aberdeen have now failed to score, to score in their last six. So you guys talk amongst yourself. If I check out the
2: price Four
0: for now. No, uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to go one or two ways, isn't it, David?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit worried about um, McInnes as well. I mean, Aberdeen obviously he's built up a lot. Of, well, he's built up a lot of credit with the chairman in the yeah. last however many years he's been there. But they were always able to justify keeping him in charge when they weren't playing well because they were getting results. But now they're not playing well and they're not getting results, not scoring goals. It's, 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 it seems like that even the fans that were backing them are kind of starting to turn, and it's, yeah, it's going to be difficult for him to keep his job, I would say, at this stage. Even more
1: so the fact that they brought in those three new strikers and not one of them scores yet. Nah. It's not turned, it's not worked out well so far, has it?
2: No, yeah. it's not. I mean Canberry doesn't look sharp at all. Um and he's the one that they need to yeah, he's the one that need to get going, isn't he, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But also, I mean, even the goals from midfield have, dri- have dried up for them as well. Um and it just whatever whatever formation or whatever whatever he's trying to achieve at the moment with the strikers that he's brought in, it just isn't happening. Yeah. Um
1: on paper, they've still got a decent score, Aberdeen.
0: Yeah. But
1: at the same time, it's very stale in the such that they've got McGinn, they've got pretty much a solid back three that was back four that they had before, Lewis Constantine. Um, even Johnny Hayes been back at the club. Yeah. It's a bit of a. You can understand why Aberdeen fans are a bit. The apathy is increasing week by week. Uh, but I dread to think what would happen here if Aberdeen didn't win this match.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> questions need to need to be asked asked if uh, if the one team you can't beat is Kilmarnock, um in the current state that they're in. But uh, as you said, they, although they've not won under uh, Tommy Wright yet, yeah, you will be reasonably pleased with the performances that the side have put in. Um, but I think. <laughs> The big question is going to be where, where the goals are going to come from on Saturday. Um, David, it's 400 to 1 for the 4-4 draw. If <laughs> <laughs> you fancy a bit of that. It's funny you
1: say that. I'm literally just checking what the price is for over 2.5 goals is just to see. Not that expecting goals. It's only 11 to 10, which I think is dreadful. How could it be as short as 11 to 10 for a it's team of
2: It's shorter squad. than Mother Wobie St. and St. Mirren Livy. That's weird, isn't it? It's madness. Yeah.
0: Okay. So no bet in this one. Aberdeen way too short at seven to ten based on current forum. <sighs> under two and a half goals is only eight to eleven. Over two and a half is eleven to ten. We'd expect that to be a whole lot. Bigger, Um, so it looks like just one of those games we just sit back and uh, I was going to say sit back and watch, but I don't don't think Andy wants to actually watch it. So we'll we'll pass by that one and we'll move on to Hibs v Hamilton.
1: Greg, talk to me about Hamilton, Aki's. My word, they've obviously listened to the podcast, my (laughs) tweets, and put it up in the um, dressing room wall. So that's five points now from the last three games for Hamilton. They defeated Motherwell last weekend, which we'll touch upon. they then got draws against Rangers and a good draw against St Martin tonight as well. Yeah. So they are very much up for the fight. Very much looking at the moment like it's going to be a battle between Ross County, Hamilton and Kilmarnock. I think the other sides have got enough points on the board and are probably good enough to get a couple of wins under their belt between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I need to remember as well, these sides will play each other in the bottom six. So lots to play for, a long way to go still, but they've put themselves in a fabulous position Hamilton. Um, In terms of Hibs themselves, this is the sort of games that Hibs fans must shudder at. <laughs> being at home and being 4-9. I think last time this happened, we called it out. There's no way I could back Hibs at 4-9 against Ross County. No, and going they it got turned Ross over, you know, yeah. or they got yeah. beat sorry in that match. So they've also lost to Livingston as well at home recently. Uh, but other than that, Hibs' form has been pretty decent, actually. They've now jumped up to third. They've got a five point gap over Aberdeen. I don't expect Hamilton to win this match, I must say. But again, try to find value in this match or a betting opportunity. Hibs are far too short for me at 4 to 9. I'm not saying 4 9 is a, a dreadful price based on the, their form and league table positions. It's probably a bit right to be fair, but I could not be backing Hibs at 4 to 9 against anyone. Um, and to your point, Hamilton have turned the corner a little bit, haven't they? Five points in the last three games, three tough games as well. Um, they'll be full of confidence. Um, I don't think they'll have enough to get a win here, but they'll give Hibs a game, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: and we can kind have of mentioned that last week. I know the Lanarkshire Derby's... A whole different animal for Hamilton. <laughs> I think that's them won four of the last six and maybe drawn the other two. Yeah, so
1: they, they own Hamilton now, they own Motherwell Hamilton
0: yeah. now. Uh, so they've got a phenomenal record in, in that fixture, um, which was something that we did highlight last week uh, the fact that they'd won that fixture at pretty decent prices over the last season or two. Uh, they've got a really bad record against Hibs. They've lost seven over the last nine and drawn the other two. So you talk about Gilmarnock and Aberdeen, uh, being their bogey team, it looks like Hibbs is a bit of a bogey team for Hamilton as well. That's not to say I would get involved at forty-nine either. To be honest, I just, uh, yeah, I've so had fingers-
1: look at possibly Hamilton cards, possibly. But even saying that, th- th- there's not been that many cards and matches in this, the, the Premiership in Scotland. Mm. It's been pretty void of cards tonight. I think there was three at St Birmingham, Hamilton, and I think Aberdeen got too late on at Celtic yeah. Park, so. It's a real struggle trying to find any sort of angle on either cards, cards or uh, goals for that matter. Yep. And plus, the Hibs pitch as well won't be designed for free-flowing football, so it could very well be a battle on Saturday. Any angles from you, David, on this one?
2: No, but I mean Aberdeen are struggling for goals. Hamilton. I've got a, the boy Anderson looks decent for Hamilton. Maybe Aberdeen should take a look at him. <laughs> The, Is no, he thought, alone
1: watched,
2: still coming? I, watched, uh, I think he's alone. I'm not sure, but um, I watched the highlights um, and I saw the the guy who I think commentating for Hamilton TV on Twitter saying, I think I just called a dolphin. Is it a dolphin? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, world class. I might have been over exaggerated a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The two, the two of them linked up really well, though, for a couple of the goals. And, uh, I mean, obviously. Hamilton, as you see, it was a huge result, but um they need to they need to kick on and continue that because yeah, they're, they're still um they're still bottom, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, no,
0: there's no, a, a they're a point above for us. Yeah. Greg, I'm going to say it again, because uh, it feels like we say it all the time, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hamilton won here at sixty
1: one. <laughs> I'd be surprised, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised this one. Um I think it's probably a step too far, but I think Hibbs will give Hamilton the um, respect they deserve, but you still expect Hibbs to to win this.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next up, we've got Motherwell V St Johnston and David. You do have a betting angle in this one for us.
2: I do. Um, yeah, I'm looking at um, just both teams to score in this game. Um, St Johnston surprisingly have been scoring goals away from home a lot this season. They've scored in the nine of the last ten away. Um, the only one they didn't score against was Rangers at Ibricks So, <clears throat> despite their um, perceived issues in front of goals, they have been they have been scoring a fair amount of goals. Um, St Johnston, yeah, they scored what 20, 28 and twenty nine games, but they scored twenty two away from home uh, in fifteen games. Um, they scored m- m- bes- f- more goals than anyone um, apart from the Old Firm, uh, joint with Hearts. Right. Quite a contrast uh, uh, yeah. yeah really A huge contrast Between home
1: and away I'm not really sure
0: Maybe Greg uh, can shed Some light on it Maybe Why, maybe why, maybe are, why are St Johnson So good at scoring Away from home
1: Um, I'd like to say It's not because of The pressure Of all the St Johnson Fans at home um <laughs> <not> the case <laughs> um, I don't know It's probably just a system That they'll use But I think the way Callum Davison sets them up It'll be dependent On who the opposition is But yeah. certainly Recently away matches Have been very fruitful
2: yeah, and uh, Motherwell, Mother um, obviously Graham Alexander came in just halfway through January. They've played three home games since then. Uh, drew with Rangers won each beat Dundee 92-1 and obviously that defeat to Hamilton last week, but they scored so they scored in all three home games since Alexander took over. Um St Johnston obviously scoring plenty of goals away from home. Both teams have scores nine to ten um, on bet three six five. I thought it's pretty good price considering considering the way both teams have been playing. Um Especially, I mean, I know they had a bad result last week, Motherwell, but I think Alexander, I think it looks like it could be a good appointment. I, th- I think they've, they've looked like they've been playing a little bit better. Um, yeah, I think points-wise,
1: since, since he's come in, they've definitely improved Motherwell, I think. I yeah. still think they're a bit inconsistent, though. They are struggling to string two results together. Yeah. Uh, they obviously got beat last weekend from Hamilton. it interesting to see how they react to that this week. I think yeah. both teams have scored are a really good shot because yeah, just the, the match. As well. trying to pick a winner in this match is really difficult. I think Motherwell at home advantage. You would argue they should be the favourites, but yeah. it turns out Johnson are the the clear favourites for this game.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be betting St Johnson at two point two five away from home to Motherwell, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a peckham, isn't it? Could could be anything, but as long as they will score, I, I think uh, I'll be happy.
1: So we'll go for a 4-1 away victory. Excellent.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely fine. I was going to say, Greg, actually a win for Motherwell would take them above St. Johnston. Um, I think, by all accounts, St. Johnston would probably be quite happy with their season so far. Is that
2: fair?
1: Um, well, probably not. I say that because obviously we're in the Cup Final yep, and that's a tremendous achievement for yep. St. Johnston to get to another Cup Final. Um, we're still in the, in the reckoning for top six. I think with St Mirren at another point tonight, either St Johnston or Motherwell must win this game on Saturday if they've got any hope at all of cleaning that last top six spot. Uh, um, so Motherwell, or,
2: Motherwell or what, 34? Uh, 20, uh,
0: sorry, St Mirren 34 points, Motherwell 28, both having played 28 games, so there's only, what, five games before this yeah, match, right? Yeah, we
1: starting to run out of games now, so I think defeat here for either side would probably distinguish any hopes of top six. Um so be interested to see if that's gonna play a part in this match.
0: Yeah, and also the cup final is that next weekend, Greg. So there's places up for grabs there as well.
1: Yeah, there is. There is indeed.
0: So plenty to play for. Okay, so for you, David, then it's both teams to score, uh, price I yeah. can at- see is ten to eleven, bet three six five for that. Oh, yeah, okay,
2: sorry. Yeah, one yeah. point.
1: And I guess just off the back of that Just as we're sitting here chatting Anyway <clears> um, <throat> Over 2.5 goals Might be a shout as well I think if you'll find That if both teams score Then the likelihood is we likely see Two and a half goals In this game and As you said David St Johnson's record Away from home In terms of goals Is, is pretty good mm-hmm.
0: Yeah So that's 65 For over two and a half goals So that's A few points better Than the yeah. both teams to score option Okay Last game on Saturday Is St V Livy I guess it would be a bit of a cliche to say that they the rules have. have come off. <laughs> <laughs> they have. <laughs> For Livy. Uh, it's now two defeats on the trot, Uh lost at St Johnson, Lost at the United. They've got the cup final coming up next week against uh, St Johnson. And the last thing that they want is to go into that final um, without another win or at least another point
1: under their belt, Greg. Things you love to see, and it's Livingston's <laughs> wheels falling off <laughs> just before the cup final. <laughs> I think um we obviously opposed Louis last weekend and we backed United double chance. Yeah, for, uh, I wish I wish we'd have taken them straight out, they were one. No, three one for the Sorry.
0: Eleven to four. <laughs> Eleven
1: <to> one, great. <laughs> Eleven to four. A bit surprising actually. They went one 0 down and United got a man sent off. Mm-hmm. So get beat three 0 against ten men. Quite a disappointing result for Livingston. Um, as you said, two bad results. A uh, wait to St who Don't lose too many games at home, St Mirren. It's going to be a stuffy draw this, probably. I think if I was to pick for a winner here, it would probably be St Mirren. But I don't think they're playing great either, to be fair. They'll be disappointed tonight to have been beating and leading against Hamilton and obviously losing a late goal to draw 1-0 tonight. So, not a game. It's just a back here at all, really. I'd imagine under 2.5 goals and uh, let's call this one a draw
2: David you any closer to picking up on this one <laughs> no um, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as Eric says it's just uh, I mean I think Livingston it's, sometimes it can be a bit like that you get to a cup final and just take your eye off the league form a little bit um, it can be difficult um, to, to, to raise your game when you, you've got that cup final on the horizon I think uh, if anyone, well
1: yeah.
2: no <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I think if anyone's gonna win it'll probably be some just just based on that. I think the Livingston players, I know as you say what you, I know you say that there's places to play for, but do you know honestly can
0: that, can that work the well, manager
2: will have probably picked his team for the final?
0: But can it work the or other way where players don't want to yeah, get injured before?
2: A yeah, major club yeah, player, it, you know? it can, it can. And I think like the manager's probably got his team in his head. He's eleven. Yeah, yeah. And and you'd have to do something really, really, really bad or unbelievable to work your way in or out. Yeah, at this stage, I think he um, it, it does. He it does um, rotate a fair bit, doesn't he? Um, Martin Dale rotates sort of three, four most games, but. Mm. I think he will have his idea who he's playing next week. And um, yeah, there's definitely probably a good chance for St Mirren. Although, having played tonight, um, only a couple of days in between, it might be difficult for him as well. So yeah, it's, it's an absolute 50-50, this one, and the, the odds. I think
1: from a personal perspective, perspective I'd like St Johnstone to beat Motherwell, St Mirren to lose this, and it gives us a top six chance. But I think we're going to fall short. So for Saturday, I'm going to be a massive St Mirren fan. And hope they absolutely hammer Livingston on Saturday. My um, stance on that
0: game. (laughs) I'm kind of with with David on this. I think that it does present an opportunity for St Mirland to take advantage of the fact that Livingston's eye might be on the cup final as opposed to three points on Saturday. It's a massive opportunity for Livingston as a club, for the players who may never get to a cup final again, and for Martindale so early into his managerial career, that you know, I think if you were to ask them, they'd obviously rather prefer to be winning the cup final next week than to be winning three points in Paisley yeah. on Saturday. So
1: also well, the betting. I don't think the bookies can separate them. No. So St Mirren 13 to A Livingston 7 to 4, and the draw is 21 to 10. So pretty much even Stevens, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if Bush came to shove, I'd probably be putting St Mirren on my line for Saturday um, into Sunday we've got both Celtic and Rangers and Action Rangers at home to Dundee United, Rangers play in Belgium in the Europa League on Thursday so it'll be interesting to see how they go on there don't know if that will have much bearing on the fixture on Sunday I don't necessarily think Steven Gerrard will rotate too much I know he's got a massive cushion on Celtic at the moment but I think they just want to get over that line sooner rather than later Greg
1: well, that's what they're doing, isn't it? Just getting over the line. Mm-hmm. It's been far from convincing for Rangers. And I'll just talk about probably the last 10 games since Christmas time. So they've won five games, 1-0 Rangers. And that kind of shows, tells its own story. Mm-hmm. They're getting the job done. They're winning games. But in comparison to their early season form, I guess we've probably been very critical here, but they have been disappointing. And when you look at their home games, they beat Hibs 1-0 they beat Celtic 1-0. Okay, they had a 5-0 thrashing of Ross County, but they've then huffed and puffed against St. Johnson 1-0, and they've huffed and puffed again against Kilmarnock.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Now, Dungeon United's away games are absolutely eye bleeding stuff. Um, (laughs) Only two of their last 10 away games have gone over 2.5 goals. There's been uh, 4-0-0s, a 1-0, 2-1-0, sorry. Um, I think they lost, you know, at Celtic, but... They don't score many goals United away from home, but in fairness to them, they're a pretty tight ship United. They don't concede many goals either. So you'd have to imagine this result could be very similar to the St. Johnston-Combarnock game, where Rangers dominate, uh, but ultimately run out, I guess, comfortable 1-0 winners.
0: Yeah, I don't really think Rangers care
1: too much. No, you know, whether they win no. five 0
0: or win one 0 it's all about getting the three points. Um, you know, this isn't going to go down to goal difference, so it's not like they need to be. They're already right, they got comfortable. You know, what nineteen goals ahead of guess Celtic?
1: I guess the point I'm trying to make is the fact that we'd always, you, know, you would always encourage Rangers to nil. Yeah, encourage is a, a strong word. Well, <laughs> no, no, I think it's a good strike though because it's landed twenty-one times. In the 28 games, I think it has, uh, but it is quite intriguing the fact that Rangers do play on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect United to cause them too many problems. However, you're getting ten to eleven on three United corners, which is very, very tempting.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's not ba- you're not basing that on United's corner stats because it's very erratic. United's corner stats, and I don't think Rangers concede any more than three at home anyway. I think Kilmarnock got three there on Sunday last week, but just for them playing on Thursday night, and obviously they're that far ahead now, there might be a wee chance for United just to get up the pitch a little bit more maybe get a couple of corners, but it would be a toss of a coin stuff, really. Yeah, and we've mentioned
0: before on the podcast that I think any team to get three corners is always worth a look at that kind of price, you know, regardless of opposition and, and who they're playing. It's always possible for a team to pick up at least a couple of corners anyway, and
1: you know, three at ten to eleven's always worth a second look. I think, especially with David's favourite, a double
0: corner. We love them. <laughs> we do love a <laughs> double corner. Uh, David, you see any well, angles in this game?
1: No, I'm just, I, I'm just thinking that um, at
2: this stage uh, in the season, <laughs> Rangers haven't lost, and nobody's really talking about them going unbeaten. I just, uh, yeah, I don't who's going to beat them? Like, I don't. The way Celtic are playing, I don't see them beating them. No, I, mean, I know no, they're not convincing just now, Rangers, but no. defensively, they're so good that mm. it doesn't matter. They've conceded eight goals in 29 games. It's unbelievable. It's That's absolutely it's incredible. incredible.
1: Yeah. As they mean, still don't don't... rely upon um, Al McGregor and goals yeah, to exactly.
2: get them out of the hole as well. Cut, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, but um, earlier on in the season, the European games didn't affect their weekend form at all. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if it does this week. But I, I just... Pff, They've built, they've built on a solid defence and they've been excellent in attack in general this season. Um, but just now they're relying on that defence and it's, it's 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 really impressive what, what yeah, they've done this year. I think,
0: I think what they do well is defend from the front as well, though. You know, yeah. It's not like last gasp defending. I know no, I think, no,
2: not at all. Not at all. It's, know, it's, I, th- I think they
0: actually it's, just it's, minimise the number of chances that, that teams get. I think
2: you know, it's a well-coached team, yeah. which uh, can not be... Aimed at their city rivals?
0: No, not at the moment anyway. <laughs> okay, so that uh, win to nil market, Greg, is 8 to 11. It seems to be getting shorter as the weeks go by, <laughs> as, as Bookie's caught on to it. But again, I still maintain that Rangers at 2 to 11 to win the game and 8 to 11 to win to nil is a massive gap in price based on what did you say 21 times it's landed out of 28? So, yeah, 29 yeah, yeah. in season. Um, so yeah, you'd be well in profit if you backed that week in, week out. Um, and as you say, maybe worth looking at those than the United Corner bets as well. Um, at those kind of prices, um, maybe keep an eye on those as the the markets get priced up before kick off. Yep. Okay, our other game on Sunday in the Premiership is a 7:30 Sunday night kick off. So uh, dancing, dancing, on, dancing on ice is cancelled this weekend <laughs> in in my household. I have to get <laughs> my <in> head around <laughs> this
1: kick off time, but obviously it's because of TV, but. I it's a bit so,
0: for yeah. a Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so Celtic went to the game, five wins on the bounce ordinarily, you would think, yeah, good for them. But I think the fans remain unconvinced by the performances <laughs> uh, under Neil Lennon. Uh, Ross County have got a really poor record against Celtic. And although Celtic aren't, you know, still firing on all cylinders, it'd be hard to see anything other than a, an away win here, David.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's too late their form though hasn't it? it's just come too late yeah. Um. and I'm not surprised if I was a Celtic fan I would be pretty upset with the way this season's gone everything seems to have gone wrong that it could have um, but yeah recently Edwards looked sharper I'd say he I mean for me he's the best player in Scotland he's just this season he hasn't quite looked at it but he's looked a lot sharper of late probably angling for a nice move in the summer um... It's funny you say that
1: um, David, <laughs> I had a long long WhatsApp chat today with a few of my Celtic pals and we spent about an hour well this, what I said we, they spent about an hour voice noting each other about Edward about how he's now finally got the finger out and he's itching for that move away yeah, but when you, mean, look, when you look at his form though, he, he scored 9 goals in 10 games for Celtic recently so he's definitely back on form
2: Yeah he just, I mean, he's just a, he is a really good striker. Um, I just, for whatever reason, he just he took his eye off the ball or just lost a little bit of interest. Um, I
0: think it's been it's, a bit of a few things. He started
2: the season well, didn't he? But, yeah. um,
0: he did. We also missed games through COVID as well. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, you know, that might have taken... cover yeah, or something. that might have had some effect on him. I also yeah. think, you know, he's probably been affected by some of the unsettled players. Around yeah. the squad as well, he's kind of just kind of seems like that kind of guy to be honest. But um,
2: yes, what was it nine nine goals in the last ten games, Greg? Yeah, and he's playing, and, and obviously Turnbull as well. He's made a big difference for Celtic since he's come into the team, and he playing. his went uh, probably the squad for the Euros. Um, I would suggest um, yeah. Yeah, he's playing for Celtic. Um,
1: really, yeah, think, so
2: uh, he's done really what he's probably been Celtic's best. Maybe, maybe maybe McGregor, but probably Celtic's best midfielder the last so sort a of, few months, hasn't he? So um,
0: yeah, I think uh, McBookie are quoting, uh, don't don't quote me on this, but I think it's maybe sixty-five Turnbull to make the the Euro squad, which I, I, based on current form, I think is a decent man. price. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I guess what infuriates Celtic fans is the fact that he's only now just getting a proper run in the team, and it's probably something probably should have happened a long time ago. Yeah,
0: I think one of the questions that's been asked is I think he played, I think he started two games in his first 20 um, games at Celtic um, and since he, I think it was a game against Lille maybe where he made the impact he's not looked back but yeah, some Celtic fans querying why it took so long to get this guy into the team um, and obviously scored a, a fine goal tonight to win three points against mm-hmm. Aberdeen so uh, yeah, he's been he's been a, a shining light in a season of darkness for Celtic this season um, but going back to the game on Sunday really difficult to find an angle here in terms of a bet, Celtic are 1-3 to win Ross County are 17-2 to um, is there anything that takes your fancy?
2: I think the half-time full-time was uh, 10-11 for Celtic right. which I don't think is a terrible price um, mm-hmm. coming off the back of tonight uh, they've got a few days rest um, so that's not going to be an issue at all um, I don't think John Hughes will particularly set up his team to just park the bus, I don't think that's really his style um, so yeah half-time, full-time price is not too bad considering I think you expect Celtic with a run their own and the players they've got, they could they could do anyone uh, in the first half if if they turn it on
1: Yeah, they turn it off.
2: Uh, anything for you Greg in this
1: one? Um I did look at Ross County corners, obviously. Um, they're 6-5 to, to hit 4. I think, given where Ross County are in the league, they really are fighting for their lives at the moment, Ross County. Um, John Hughes being the manager at home to Celtic, I think, um, looking at Ross County's disciplinary record this season, there's every chance Ross County will deliver at least two, possibly three bookings, especially being vigor starts. <laughs> his, his stats this season are dis- a disgrace really, how many bookings he's picked up I think he's picked up 13 bookings this season <laughs> but he's not alone though I think um, looking through Ross County's games it's just a, a ridiculous number of bookings and that's probably the way John usually set them up to play in your face, get stuck in about them but I'd be interested to see what price we can get on Ross County to hit three, I don't think there'd be any value at all on Ross County to hit two corners, hit two cards sorry It'll probably be 8-15, to 15, so you're probably needing three co- three cards for even money here. Uh, it's, it's something I might think about for, for Sunday, between now and then.
0: Yeah, uh, Ross County have got the worst disciplinary record in the Premiership at the moment. Uh, you didn't make two. that
1: up, that was factual, didn't make yeah.
0: it up. <laughs> 2 point, 2.11 cards per match as it stands at the moment. Yep. So, yeah, might be an angle worth looking at. Okay, that's us covered all the Premiership matches. Um, there's a, hopefully a full card in the Championship, uh, weather permitting. Don't think we're expecting any bad weather between now and the weekend. So hopefully all those games will go ahead. Uh, anything stand out for you, Greg?
1: No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a quick look at this one yesterday and today. I looked at Hearts at home to, to Greenwich Morton. Mm-hmm. Again, obviously Hearts one it five. Hearts us a few weeks ago, and the goals market they only beat them seven one 0 Yeah. So um, you're needing four goals here to get any sort of price for it. Um, Dundee queen McQueen of the South. Dundee's home form has been pretty solid, but Queen of the South, another terrific result tonight. A long, long trip up to Inverness, and they've won that one 0 tonight. Yeah. We've actually gone above Inverness now. And they're starting to look up rather than down, Queen of the South. If you think about where they were a month or so ago, they're yeah. really struggling and they've turned things around.
0: There's quite a few games in hand. Was it them that had a few
1: games in hand? Oh, sorry, oh, Inverness. it's
0: Inverness. Said the games yeah. in hand. So, yeah, I mean, sorry, just looking at the table, Queen of the South have played more than anyone. Only Arts and they both have played the same number of games as them. But, yeah, that's them into the, the top
1: half of the table. So, I think looking through the league, there's probably three homes... Dundee to beat Queen of the South, which I think is probably questionable. Dunfermline at home to Alowa. They'll be a very popular bet, I'd imagine, on the accumulators. Dunfermline. Yeah. But again, I, I probably can't trust Dunfermline at that price. Um, there's nobody really standing out in that league at the moment in terms of performances. Hearts were diabolical last week against Queen of the South away mm. last Friday night. Um, Looking through the games this weekend, really clutching the straws.
2: David? Yeah, just to echo about Dundee. I think Dundee were the ones I kind of looked at. Obviously, with Queens, Queen's playing tonight. Long journey. I know they got a good result, but it can take it out. Yeah, they've got to go back up to Dundee on Saturday. Dundee unbeaten at home. Um, they've only played five, but they've won three. Obviously, they beat Hearts at home in their last home game. So, I'd expect them to be to be winning. And actually, doubling up with Dunferman, it takes it to... Uh, it takes it to about sixty-five, I think. Yeah. Um, one point, yeah, two point two six. If you double up with Dunfermline, which, yeah, I think uh, Aloha bottom of the league. Um, they are capable Aloe, of sort of surprising someone, but uh, they've lost four out of the five away games so far this year. Dunfermline have looked pretty good at home. Um, it's a nice big pitch, uh, East End Park, and I think. The rubble Dunfermline Dundee could be Yeah, it's a fairly decent price, I think, worth worth looking at.
0: I'm surprised none of you have mentioned Wraith Rovers or growth. Any of you want
2: to talk me out of backing Wraith Rovers oh. at i to eight what's the weather forecast look like?
1: Was it, um, just, yeah. Who was it that was mourning about the winds? Oh, it was um who was it? Stevie Crawford, I think it was the Dunfermline. Uh, a few weeks ago, was it last week? I mean, he's a fifer, he must be used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought the game should have been played because it was too
0: windy. <laughs> yeah, you do take your life into your own hands up there at times coming off that North Sea, I think, don't you? I just yeah. it, it's the 11 8 that's drawn me in, nothing yeah, other yeah, than 11 8 on Wraith over, second in the table against a bro, who are third bottom, <laughs> uh, and only by virtue of beating Alloa, who are bottom of the. The, the table they won there last week so I just thought 11-8 looked a good price, having said that our both have only lost twice uh, at home this season so
2: Yeah, yeah and it's I, I always most kind of it. wonderful isn't it as well so, seven yeah. goals, 4-6 against the 8 games it's not exactly exciting
0: Yeah as I say the bookies are dangling a wee carrot there I think at 11-8 but it's probably a, a trap by the looks of or... it <laughs> Okay so that's us covered Scotland, Greg you've got uh, a few games elsewhere that we're going to have a very quick look at one you've got a fairly solid tip in and another two that we're going to wait on some prizes, so the first one is at Peterborough v Wimbledon on Saturday, uh, it's third v 20th in the league uh, and you're looking at a goals angle here for Posh
1: Yeah, so Peterborough was us proud last night we backed that match against Gillingham over 2.5 goals and landed at uh, odds against actually and uh, Looking at Peterborough's form They are now sitting what, A point off the top They had a bit of a sticky patch Just one win in six I think it was But they've now won um, Three matches on the spin A fine team win last night At Joingham as I said Scoring goals and their home form to be fair Is pretty outstanding yeah. They've played what 13 home games 10 wins, 2 draws And just one defeat So no surprise they've got the best home form in the league and looking at those home games as well, nine of those wins they scored two or more goals. So, looking at this angle, they've obviously got the league's top marksman in Clark Harris, who scored another two goals last oh, night. Sec-
2: mm. Is he second? Second top marksman.
0: Joint top? Let, let's no split here, see Charlie White. Oh, yeah, Charlie. A hat, was a A four he, he scored that weekend. Uh, McGeady
1: set him up for four. <laughs> everyone, four. At, everyone, ahead so He's got nineteen in all competitions, anyways. Seventeen in the league. So he's sorry, scoring goals. Sorry, sorry. Scoring <laughs> the goals, <laughs> the boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think looking at AFC Wimbledon here, really, really toiling right in the in amidst that relegation group, and they're only one point in fact. I think a goal difference above the relegation spots at the moment. Um, interestingly, the wayside. Has only won once in the last 10, 10 meetings. It's quite interesting. Um but also looking at Wimbledon away from home as well, they've shipped two or more goals in six of their last eight away games. So I think there's a big gulf here between these two sides. And I do like the fact that Peterborough played last night, they've won three games in the spin, they're scoring goals. We should see a Peterborough win here, um a bit short at four to seven. And I think Peterborough has scored two or more. It's just a little bit too short for me at eight to eleven, um, so I'm going to take Peterborough to win the match and score two goals, and that pays even money with Bet365.
0: Yep, I think that's a decent shout. That's on a bet builder's the best way to put that bet
1: together, yeah.
0: Yes, uh, bet builder, yeah. Yeah, yep. I think it starts back that one up, Greg. Uh, I had my notes that I know you had said that nine of their wins at home, but in total, eleven out of the thirteen games. Uh, they've managed to score two or more as well, so we certainly know where the back end is when they're playing at home. So, yeah, that's Peterborough to win and to score two or more goals against Wimbledon on Saturday at even money. Uh, staying in England, you oh, another go-to team for you this season has been Stockport on the corners market, and you're keen to have a look at them on Saturday once it's priced up.
1: Yeah, they're struggling at the moment Stockport to win games. They're just drawing far too many matches. Uh, they drew on Saturday 0-0 wrapped up 11 corners and they delivered for us on the channel last night. They wrapped up seven last night and we needed six. So they are the, the corner kings, I think, of English football. They lead the home count and the away count and they are seeing well, well over seven and a half corners per game. So they're at Eastleigh and Saturday, no prices yet, but I might have an angle on Stockport corners, team corners, sorry. And I might have a play on the match corners also. Okay. And
0: on Sunday in Serie B in Italy, uh, is it Sunday evening, Lecce V, Cosenza? Yeah, 8 o'clock. Eight and o'clock
1: it's
0: another, cor- another corners angle in this one.
1: Yeah, so again, two sides I've been tracking closely recently over the last couple of months anyway. Serie B has actually been probably my most profitable league, I would say, over the last couple of months. It's been really good. So I think we've won... Six of the last seven bets here in, in, in Serie B. And it so happens that the two sides that I track quite a lot are playing each other. Mm-hmm. Now, Cosenza are potentially a belshina. <laughs> and that's a very big compliment to Ksenza. Um They are probably clear enough of the relegation spots, but too far behind um, to challenge for the playoffs. But given their position, though, they are the, the corner kings of Serie B. They are racking up corners home and away. And looking at their away performances, it's quite remarkable, really. They've hit five or more corners now in eight of their last nine away games, which is very, very solid. And I think looking at Lecce, Lecce have conceded four or more in nine of their 12 home games. Now, Lecce are strong favorites for this match. Scottish player um, Henderson, I'm this is his first name. Liam. Liam, that's the one. I watch him every week. <laughs> he um, He's in and out of the team at Lecce at the moment. Uh, again, draws have been killing Lecce this season, to be fair as well. But they've still got a chance of promotion. Um, they do concede a lot of corners, though. And they are clear favourites for this match. But Cosenza in decent form, 4-1 to one to win the game. I'm very hopeful we can get a backable price on possibly 4, but probably not. But definitely 5. And if we can get a backable price on 5, that will probably be my main bet of the weekend. And I will probably likely also do match corners as well. But that yeah. will be something I'll share in the channel. Hibs fans will very famously
0: know that William Henderson can, can hit a corner or two. Um, <laughs> I'm, sure he, I'm sure he was the one that crossed the, the okay. famous corner for, for the yeah, David Gray's win on the cup final. Uh, yeah, and just to back up that, uh, corners, Mark Greg, also see in the stats that Kosenza concede more corners than anyone else in the league as well, so it's not just about winning corners, it's about conceding them as well in that market.
1: Yeah, they racked up a 12 win last night on corners, but like you say, they're conceding well over five a game and Lecce are, aren't too shabby themselves for corners, to be fair. Yeah. So, I would expect double figures in this match.
0: Okay, so we'll keep an eye on the the markets as they come available on those two games. And for anyone who's subscribed to your channel, we'll get an update for them on there in terms of what bets that you fancy. I had a kickoff on Saturday in the Stockport game and on Sunday in the lecce Cosenza game in Serie B. OK, good stuff. Can you guys just give us a wee recap then of your confirmed bets for the weekend? Uh, start by yourself, Greg.
1: So confirmed at the moment is just the um, Peterborough at home to AFC Wimbledon, that's on Saturday. And taking Peterborough to win the match and score two or more goals, and that pays even money on the bet 365 bet builder. Okay, and David?
2: Yeah, uh, t- so Thursday night, um, looking at Molde against Hoffenheim, and that's Hoffenheim to win, and there to be over two and a half goals in the game. That's uh, 11 to 10, I think, with uh, bet 365, and the Second bet is both teams to score in the Will recent Johnston game on Saturday, and that is ten to eleven with bet three six five.
0: Okay, good stuff. And I think we've suggested plenty of other bets and other games if people want to have a go at their own selections. Okay, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at browning eighty four Greg, and if you want more tips like these, then you can join Greg's Telegram channel where you can get fifty percent off if you sign off and uh, sorry sign up. And subscribe within the month of february uh, after you're subscribed just contact greg and he'll organize for a refund on 10 pound of your first month's subscription fee you can also follow david at the 11 um i was going to ask you david any plans to do any updates on your blog in, ahead of the new season
2: yeah um i'll be doing some sort of season preview um not sure how in depth I'll be going, but just gonna wait a wee bit until some transfers and some friendlies and stuff have been played before I can get into it a little bit more. Yeah,
0: so what are you doing six weeks before the league yeah, the so starts?
2: First, it's the first Monday in April. I think it's Easter Monday. Um right. It's. I'm not sure. I think it's. It's either the fifth. Or the 6th, or something around then. It's the first Monday in April, it's the first Elite Assyrian game. So, yeah, um, I've got some time on my hands to to, uh, get something up before then.
0: Good, we'll make sure you pencil us in for a pre season Norwegian special, will you? Sure. We'll look forward to that then. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, And it just remains for me to wish you guys the best of luck with your bets and the best of luck to all our listeners.
1: Yes, thank you. Cheers.
2: Good luck.